Which position group will be LSU's most important against Florida State on Sunday? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, do not forget, you can also check us out on YouTube in addition to on your preferred podcast platform. But welcome back. If you are a regular listener, if you're an everyday or appreciate you, welcome back. If this is your first time, then welcome in. Happy to have you here on this LSU football game week. We are just a few days removed from LSU, Florida State, and I'm biased, obviously, but in my unbiased opinion, this is far and beyond the best game of the weekend. We've got some fun SEC matchups going down starting Thursday, Florida, Utah, Missouri, South Dakota, Tennessee, Virginia on Saturday as well, South Carolina, North Carolina, all fun games with fun storylines, but it all comes down to LSU, Florida State. Two top 10 teams going into this season, two teams with college football playoff expectations or hopes, two Heisman hopeful quarterbacks. So, I mean, this is, I don't have to tell you twice, this is far and beyond the best game of the weekend, whether you're an LSU fan or not. But it's game week. We're finally back to game week. So this is your week and today is your day. It is a mailbag Wednesday. Today's entire episode is dedicated to what you want to know about the questions that you all had. So before we get into your questions, I got to let y'all know that today's edition of Locked On LSU is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Let's get into it. And I want to start with the most asked question this past week. And also just a reminder, we're going to be doing a Mailbag Wednesday every single week. So you can get your LSU football questions, roster questions in, questions that you might have about LSU's opponent that weekend since we're going to have football every single weekend. I'm so freaking pumped that we're finally back. Um, But yeah, get those questions in. You can send them in on Twitter. You can DM me. You can tweet me at CarolineFenton1 or at LSU, And of course, You can comment those questions below on the YouTube page. You can send them in whenever you'd like. I'll just get to them every single Wednesday. But let's get to your most asked question of the week. And that is along the lines of which position group is going to be most important and most key for LSU to get a win in Orlando over Florida State. And I've thought long and hard about this. And let me provide, since I it was hard enough for me to narrow it down to just one, because this game is so key. You know, you win this game and you are a serious college football playoff contender. Like, I know that sounds crazy and I know that sounds weird to talk about after just one week, but Florida State's a team that is going into this, this game with a whole lot of hype. They're a top 10 team. You beat Florida State, you're basically sending the message of, we are a, a legit top team in the country because we just beat one of the top 10 teams in the country. You lose this game. I mean, you still there's still a path to the college football playoff. There's still a path, of course, to winning the SEC West. However, the the vibe and the, the conversation around the team seems to shift 
a decent bit. As we learned last year, your first game does not define you. At least she was a much different team later on in the season than they were in that first week against Florida State. Absolutely. But this game, you know, you can still win the SEC West if you drop this game. You, If you want to make it to the college football playoff, which I think we all do, which I think this team does, that gets exponentially more difficult if you drop this game. So I, mean, I can't overstate the importance of this game. And we'll continue to break that down, and we will, uh, we'll chat with Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider and the host of Lockdown Knowles. We'll do that tomorrow, so we'll have a full game preview and his perspective of what this game means on the Florida State side of things. But since this game is so key, I'm going to pick two position groups, one offense and one defense. Defensively, it's the defensive line. It's the defensive line for one of a few reasons. Um, one is you have to get pressure on Jordan Travis. You have to be able to stop the run. Because Jordan Travis is the kind of quarterback that he can make plays with his legs. Uh, not as I would not call him as good of a, a mobile quarterback as Jaden Daniels is, but he can still make plays with his legs. I think the other reason is because they uh, they've got a solid stout run game. You look at Florida State's running back Trey Benson. I mean he uh, he's probably one of the top running backs, if not the top running back in the ACC. And the second reason, or the third reason, and probably the most important reason, is because this team's greatest weakness, and you could you know, make an argument for other areas, but where it stands right now, in my opinion, to me, this team's greatest weakness and maybe the position group with the most questions about it is the secondary. I mean, it's been a question. I think it's been our concern throughout the entire offseason, ever since LSU was forced to basically completely rebuild that cornerback room for the second year in a row. We've had questions about the secondary. Now you're dealing with injuries, and now you're, you're in a position where you're not getting as much from Denver Harris as you probably expected to whenever LSU got him out of the transfer portal. And now we're in a position where Sage Ryan, a career safety in nickel, is likely going to take snaps in corner. And that's not to say that I don't think Sage Ryan can do it. I think that he absolutely can do it, or else I don't think this coaching staff would be putting him in that position. However, this position group is now in a position to have to play a non-corner at corner, and that just speaks to the lack of depth of that position group. I don't want this secondary to have to be in a position where it's consistently having to battle with Florida State's like six, four, six, seven receivers. Cause I just don't have a ton of confidence in the secondary quite yet. My mind can absolutely change after seeing a game or a handful of games or seeing the secondary win some of those 50, 50 matchups against Florida state's receivers, but where it stands right now, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. So how are you able to kind of, make sure that that weakness doesn't get emphasized. It's if your defensive line gets to the quarterback. If your defensive line gets pressure on the quarterback, sacks the quarterback, stops the run, that makes the secondary's job that much easier. So I'll say the defensive line is probably the most important. That's 1A. And 1B, in my opinion, is the offensive line. Um, We have seen what this offense looks like with a shaky offensive line. And it's Jaden Daniels running all over the place. Jaden Daniels maybe making questionable throws or not really even throwing the football at all, even if he has open receivers downfield. Part of that is Jaden Daniels. And that's something that he worked on throughout the season last year. And he's been working on throughout the the uh, the offseason. But this offense 
is so much more of a well-oiled machine when Jaden Daniels has the time to make his reads and to be able, if it's an RPO kind of, of situation, he can make the best decision without running for his life. And Jared Verse is, he was a nine sack guy at Florida State this past year. Jared Verse is an absolute dude. Like the way that we feel as LSU fans about Mason Smith or Harold Perkins, how much confidence we have in those guys to be able to affect the quarterback, that he is that version for Florida State, Jared Verses. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those Jared Verse, Will Campbell matchups, but the offensive line is going to have to protect Jaden Daniels because Florida State's going to score some points now. LSU has a has a hell of a good defense, but Florida State has a really good offense too, and they're going to be able to score some points. If you want to be able to keep up with Florida State offensively, then you're going to have to protect Jaden Daniels and let him do his thing without feeling like he's constantly under pressure by Jared Verse and company. So offensive line and defensive line, my guys with their hands in the dirts, the guys at the at the line of scrimmage, I think that this game is going to be decided by the offensive and defensive lines on both sidelines. Coming up next, another question that was asked a lot, especially after some news that came out today. So we will get into those questions coming up next. First, I want to tell you about game time. So I think that this is the year of stressful ticket buying situations. Um, Taylor Swift in the Eras Tour, and I live in Nashville, and not too long ago, Lionel Messi um, and Miami MLS team, they were in town in Nashville, and it was just a, it was the craziest scenario for anyone trying to find tickets. I mean, tickets were going for, you know, a crazy amount of money. People were having to wait in the longest, you know, waiting online waiting rooms to try and get these tickets. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. And look, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. If you're trying to find tickets to the LSU game this weekend, you don't want to be sweating at your computer or waiting in lines to do so. So check out Game Time because Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. So one of the things that I love about the Game Time app is that it is so easy to find what you're looking for. I mean, if I just open up the Game Time app now on my phone, the first thing that's going to pop up is the most popular event where I live in, you know, in my area. For and more times than not, that's usually what I'm trying to look for tickets for. But if I just click the search bar, it's so easy to find you know, the best tickets available. And Game Time also provides images of your seat views. Sometimes I'll I'll buy tickets, maybe going in a little bit blind, not knowing where the seats are going to be. And I sit down and I'm like, dang it, I wouldn't have bought these tickets had I known that there was an obstructed view or if this where is where it was in this section. With game time, they eliminate that and they show you the images so you know exactly what you are getting when you buy tickets from the game time app. So get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, so much more events going on around you with game time. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, then game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College, all one word, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College, one word, for twenty dollars off. 
Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. College football season is here, and this season, Lockdown is kicking up our coverage with Lockdown College Football Kickoff live each Friday. Lockdown will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and will go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Well, it is a mailbag Wednesday. It's game week. It's your week. It's my week. It's our week. And today is your day. We are getting into your questions. Reminder, mailbag Wednesday every single weekend to get those questions in for me for next week's edition of a mailbag Wednesday. Another question that I got a lot, especially there was a big influx of that um, over the last few hours when uh, Brian Kelly announced that John Emery would not be available for the Florida State game. Now, as I'm recording the podcast, we have no further information of exactly why John Emery will not be available for the first game. It's been an academic issue, um, and that's been a, a pretty uh, consistent. And I don't know if that's what this this instance is. History tells me that probably is what is the case, just John Emery's History made it out for the entirety of the 2021 season. And then he was out for that first game against Florida State last year. And then the offseason, it was an academic issue for John Emery. So, I mean, that this is totally my assumption and my opinion that it is still an academic issue just based off of John Emery's history of why he's been unavailable in the past. That's based off of no reporting. It's based off of no inside information that I've gotten. Simply just opinion. So that's it's unfortunate. But that is what we've talked about so much is the running back depth is that you can afford a hit like not having John Emery available for this first game. And you still have plenty of seasoned veteran options to go through. And it's not just a seasoned veteran starter that can fill in that place. No, you have several different options uh, to rotation or to rotate throughout that running back position against Florida State. But we'll keep everyone updated with the the status of John Emery, anything more that may come out, and if and when he will be available later on this season. The next player, or the next question is about basically, you know, I've got a, got a few questions like this, but how much is having Mason Smith and John Emery going to hurt LSU? Like I mentioned with John Emery, I really don't think that this is going to be a huge, you know, hit to the running back room or to the offense. And that's no disrespect whatsoever to John Emery or to his ability. It's simply a testament to the depth. And it is simply a testament to the experience in that room. I mean, you look at Noah Kane, Logan Diggs transferring in. You look at Josh Williams, Armani Goodwin. If he is going to be good to go, I doubt he's going to be good to go. But who knows where his, his medical situation is at. So you've got options there. And it's... You still got plenty of depth, even with a couple of backs down. So it really, it doesn't uh, hurt. It doesn't make me too concerned about the running back room. It does make me concerned about John Emery. And I wish nothing but the best for him. I hope that he can get all of his things figured out, whatever it might be in this situation that's keeping him out against Florida State. I hope that everything gets 
figured out soon, whether it's a health issue, whether it's an academic issue, whatever it might be. I hope that it's uh, it gets resolved soon and that on John Emery's part. But from the X's and O's side of things, I really don't think it's going to be too big of an issue. That is the one room that I would say if you are going to lose a player or two, that's the one to do it in because you got depth. Mason Smith. Now, that's a different story. Mason Smith is one of the best defensive players in all of college football. He might only be second to Harold Perkins. And that's a really massive statement, but it's something that I feel confident in saying. Mason Smith has top 10 overall pick potential. Like, that's the kind of talent that Mason Smith has. That's the kind of game-wrecking ability that Mason Smith has. You don't lose a guy like that. You don't lose a talent like that against a good team like Florida State and feel okay about it and feel good about it. Not in the slightest. But there are a couple things that make me a little bit encouraged. Like if you're going to look at maybe the teeniest, tiniest silver lining on the largest, gloomiest, gray, dark cloud over that situation, I got two. One, LSU won 10 games without Mason Smith last season. And that's, again, no disrespect to Mason Smith or his ability or his undeniable impact on the defensive line. I'm just saying, you beat Bama last year without Mason Smith. I'm just saying, you beat an undefeated Ole Miss team without Mason Smith. You were able to win the SEC West this past season without Mason Smith. Now, it makes the defensive line's job so much more difficult. It makes you a whole lot less confident in this defense not having Mason Smith available. But I'm just saying... I don't know if we can fairly step away from this game. Let's say LSU loses this game. I don't know how fairly I can step away from it and say, well, Mason Smith, you know, if we just had Mason Smith, things could have been different because we've seen how good this defense still can be without him. What I'm looking forward to is LSU taking that next step with him. So that Mason Smith return will be delayed, and that's unfortunate, and I hate that, and it makes me just so angry that the NCAA continues to just make the most idiotic and stupid decisions. But, it, I mean, it, it sucks. It hurts, and it's going to hurt this team. But I, I'm i excited to see who steps up in his absence. The second part that's maybe the, the teeniest, tiniest little silver lining is the fact that Harold Perkins is going to be on the field against Florida State this year. That was not the case last year. And you look at, you know, two of LSU's three losses in the regular season last year, Harold Perkins was on the sideline. Harold Perkins is another one on that defensive side of the ball. In addition to Mason Smith, that is a game wrecker. That is a game changer. Harold Perkins single-handedly beat Arkansas last season. I think he could do it again. So with the addition of Harold Perkins as a pass rusher, as a guy that can get pressure on the quarterback – and then with the addition of, you know, whoever is going to be stepping up on the defensive line, can they do enough in Mason Smith's absence? And, you know, if you're asking me if Harold Perkins can do anything, I'm probably going to say yes. So it sucks and it's annoying. And I hate not seeing either of those guys out there against Florida State and John Emery and Mason Smith. But next man up mentality for a reason. Third and final question we will get to coming up Next. 
Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Third and final question of our first official mailbag Wednesday of the regular season. A little news that came out yesterday that Brian Kelly named his four captains for the 2023 season. Jaden Daniels, Makai Wingo, Greg Brooks, and Will Campbell. So, you know, I expected Jaden Daniels to be a captain. He's your starting quarterback. He's been a leader on this team. I expected Makai Wingo to be a captain on this team. Just given the fact that he wore number 18, he represented LSU at SEC Media Days. My question was, who's going to be the rest? Because I thought that there was really a good case for several players to be captains and to be the leaders on this team. You can make a, a case for Josh Williams. Um, he also represented LSU at SEC Media Days. Just the amount of the amount that he's really proven himself since his time of being a walk-on and now being you know, a starter for this team. I think it's a it's a great story. You could have made a case for him. I think you could have made a case for Hill Perkins. Um, I think there were oh, you could think you could have made a case for Malik Neighbors. I think there's a case for a lot of these guys. But I don't think they that there was a wrong decision in there in in naming Greg Brooks and Will Campbell both captains. So just one of the questions was, what do you think about the captains that were named on Wednesday? I like it. I like it. They're, they're good leaders. And that's something I talked about earlier on the podcast was this team's just got a whole heck of a lot of leadership. And that's a really good position to be in, just considering how you're going to need leadership as you go throughout the gauntlet of an SEC West schedule. But one other thought on the captains, other than the fact that I, I like the decision. It's a testament to the transfer portal. The fact that three of LSU's four captains that were named yesterday were transfer portal players. Makai Wingo transfers in from Missouri. Greg Brooks transferred in from Arkansas. Jaden Daniels, of course, transferred in from Arizona State. I don't know how many transfer captains there are throughout the rest of the SEC or throughout the rest of college football. And frankly, you know, I don't I don't plan on doing any investigation or research into it. But I just think it's a really wonderful testament to Brian Kelly and the rest of this coaching staff and the rest of this recruiting staff's job and how well they were able to identify the right guys in the transfer portal. Because transfer portal recruiting is much different than recruiting out of high school. When you recruit guys out of high school, you get them young. You bring them in early in their careers. They understand the culture and the expectations and the identity of the locker room from the second that they walk into your program. Transfer portal players are different. Their only perspective and experience is in other locker rooms. It's a, it's, it's, and they're older too. They have experience. They're older. They, they're not new. They're not, you know, they're not as easily, I don't want to use the word like malleable, but I, I will, I guess. I don't really know what the, the right word I'm looking for here is, but it's just harder, I think, in my opinion. I haven't been there before, but I think it's harder as a transfer portal player to get acclimated into a locker room because you have experience and you've been in other locker rooms and you've built you know, confidence and chemistry with a whole other team and now you're doing it again and you're restarting. That's difficult. It's more difficult than doing it from the jump. But it's a testament to the coaching staff, one, for identifying just the right players that are the right fit for this program in the transfer portal because now three of them 
are your captains. And those three, plus so many others, have become leaders and will be leaders on this football team. The second thing is, it's just a testament to those guys. It's a testament to Makai Wingo and to Jaden Daniels and to Greg Brooks for fully embracing this second step in their college careers and for fully buying in to Brian Kelly's message and to very quickly and firmly establish themselves as leaders in this locker room, as in only their second year at LSU, they're all three going to be captains. So I think that's, it's a good testament to the transfer portal recruiting process that this team currently has in place. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Lock and LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to do a full game preview, a little Locked On crossover with Brian Smith, the host of Locked On Seminoles. We'll get his perspective on how the Florida State fan base is feeling at the moment, some matchups to watch in this game coming up on Sunday, all of that coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked On LSU.